Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Back at it for another episode of I Want Your Flex. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter, Dan Beyer, at Dan Beyer on Fox. In our first episode of the season, we did quarterbacks and tight ends. We're going to stick with the pass-catching theme 
focusing on wide receivers, Mike, for the 2021 season. And this is actually my favorite grouping because this is the one where people can absolutely love someone and then absolutely hate someone and it be the same player that we watched all of last season or the season before. I think you get the widest range of opinions when it comes to the wide receivers in fantasy football. Oh, there's no question about it, right? Because it extends to the how much do you love or hate the quarterback. And when you and I get together, we start talking about the five guys up front and how much we love or hate them. Right now, I'm a hated man in Chicago. I uh, did a radio appearance podcast and and went after the Bears offensive line, you know, before the second round pick went to the IR because of a back surgery. Uh, but, you know, it's those kind of things. It all has to play together uh, to operate at the highest levels. And even this year, when we look at the top of the board, you've got the question marks of, well, is this going to break right? Can you replicate big numbers of a year ago? Uh, and a lot, a lot of just the hey, is there a number two that's going to come in and leech things away? I I love it. It, uh, Debates make this uh, even that much more interesting year after year. I'm coming off of a draft that I had, the the draft with my buddies that has gone on for 24 years. And I drafted, arguably, the worst group of wide receivers in the history of our league. Like, this is is bad, Mike. And I'm I'm not going to talk about my fantasy team. but You can, though, if you you hate them. Well, you'll hear hear some (laughs) of the names. Actually, you may hear all of the names because there's reasons why I took certain guys. The point is this, is I realized that, all right, I wasn't going to invest a lot in wide receivers. It's a holdover league, so there are traded draft picks, and I was short a few picks here and there. However, with the wide receivers, and specifically with the guys that I took, I've convinced myself that these guys are the ones that are going to perform. And I've done this before. I've done this in years past. No, this guy, this guy's going to be the main guy. This guy's going to be the, the target. Uh, the, the touchdown, the lack of touchdowns one year was a fluke. Like Those are the things that I'm thinking when I'm drafting wide receivers. And that's why the, you know, the, the top of the draft board is also good for debate as well. But to me, it's really when you get past number 10, say, of, of your wide receiver rankings of who do you think where. And it's actually in draft places during a draft is where I think you if as long as you like your guys that are under 10 you probably don't have to worry about guys taking those guys sure somebody's going to take Devontae Adams and someone's going to take Calvin Ridley and and if you wanted one of those guys you're gonna you're gonna have to figure out a way to get them in an earlier pick but once maybe the 10th or 11th wide receiver is gone I don't think you have to worry too much about maybe your wide receiver being taken. At least it's a, it's much less of a problem than it would be if uh, if it was a running back you were trying to grab a top tight end because I just think that the opinions of the wide receivers range so much. Yeah, and you can get the the bunches, right? I mean, you've got your obvious couple of guys off the jump in whatever order you like them, but then you you start the tiers are a little larger uh, in this category in this position than others. Uh, I mean, I, look, I've done all range of drafts. I've got a long slow draft which is just a straight draft 20 players 12 teams and just the opinions based on what's coming out of camp changing day to day i did i'm in a guillotine league which you're drafting in a completely different way thanks charchian our buddy paul charchian uh running those things but 18 teams in that so you're kind of looking at strategies of week to week versus drafting for a full season hoping you'll be around to maximize and then i did an auction draft and i walked away and i threw uh the can empty coke can at the wall because i'm like i hate my team (laughs) 
Because here, here's the wide receiving core, I can tell you. All right, I got Thielen. Well, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is going to be there every day because we still have the, the specter of his plexiglass room, as we talked about in the quarterback episode, <laughs> hanging over you. Uh, Traquan Smith, well, Marquez Calloway and said, blank you, I'm going to be the number one while Thomas figures things out. MVS in Green Bay, I don't know what he is. Mike Williams with the Chargers, he thrills you, and then he uh, makes oh, you yes. tear your hair out. Uh, Rash- Rashad Bateman, I've drafted him before he ended up having to have surgery. Gabriel Davis in Buffalo, well, Emmanuel Sanders found the fountain of youth. And then Darius Slayton, I put my hope in Daniel Jones for crying out loud. That is an amazing list of <laughs> what the heck is that? What the hell is that, I would say. Yeah, Mike, no, it Mike, could be good. It could be terrible. It could be. I, I'm right there with you with Mike Williams. Mike Williams, this is who Mike Williams is to me. Mike Williams is that TV show that has sucked for the first eight episodes, and you're still watching it. Well, as because long as you like, stick with it, though, Dan, because yeah, I've had that, a number of those that I started watching, and then I'm like, I'm I'm okay with it. it it's my kind of humor, but it's going to get canceled. Uh, <laughs> take, for instance, The Big Bang Theory. After about six episodes, I stopped watching, thinking, ah, it's getting canceled. That's the word. And then it goes on to be the number one show on television. By then, it was too late. I didn't jump back on. Maybe that's going to be the case with Mike Williams, but I just if you see like a good show with previews and or maybe you like the actor in it and you just give, you know, you give that show a little bit more time or a lot more time than you normally would anything else. That's kind of how I feel about Mike Williams. So at least we're in the same boat of I also have Mike Williams on my team. And again, because Mike Williams, nobody really wants him. You convince yourself that it's a good pick and you take him. That's the saga of Mike Williams. We'll get into other wide receivers. Uh, like Mike Williams throughout, but I do want to start on top, and I do want to start with this. And I am sorry if I tell you this in every single episode of I Want Your Flex. Mike has got the information. Mike has got everything that you need to know and you need to follow. I like to add in my stuff that I have opinions about, stuff that maybe I've tracked down, and I will tell you them as well. But ultimately, the decision is yours. And so when it comes to draft time, if there's a guy that you want on your team because maybe you like that team, maybe you just like that player or you don't want to end up having to watch Lions games so you don't want to take a Lion, draft the person that you want to take. That That's just the ultimate thing. We, we're going to tell you about it when you're setting your lineups. If you're on the fence about someone, make the decision yourself. Gather all the information from Mike, from myself, from other podcasts if you want from from information gather all that but in the end you make the decision don't let somebody else make the decision for you well and the bottom line is if you do use dan and i to help make your decisions and then you want to abdicate all responsibility look i'm not taking control of the way you failed in in your home in your work and and in your finances but for your fantasy team yeah blame me (laughs) you'll take the heat i'll take the heat there the rest of your life no I will only take the credit. So that's all that you need to know. So if I tell you to play someone and it works out, I will not let you forget about it. All right. Who who do we have atop the wide receiver rankings? Because there are a bunch of names. There's uh, there, there are names that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. There may be some, some newcomers to the game. But the numero uno WR atop your rankings, Mike Harmon, is? With great trepidation based on the recent missing of a week of practice, Stefan. 
Stephon Diggs, target machine, expecting another big year in Buffalo. Uh, you look at what he did, not, not only him, but Jordan Palmer, whose uh, day rate went up quite a bit uh, with his work with Josh Allen. But looking what they're able to do and what that offense has in, in promise – a little bit of balance with Singletary and Moss in the backfield. I think there's big things ahead, which means Stephon Diggs continues to put up big numbers. Allen in the pass-happy offense, kind of like we talked about in the in the quarterback episode that, that we did to start off the season. Diggs last year was third best in the National Football League in average targets per game. Now, when you go to total targets, Stephon Diggs, as you said, number one guy. But when you see his target count, and there was only one game that he had in 2020 where he had six or less targets. And by the way, it was six. It was on the number six. That tells you he's going to have all the opportunities that he wants. In the he world. had 23 more targets than Devontae Adams did, who was number two in <laughs> wide receivers. Get, add another eight down to Tyreek Hill, and then another six. So a full 37 targets more than the guys tied for fifth on the list. Travis Kelsey crashed the party at number two. Uh, sure. But just opportunity. And that's all. And look, when, whenever we get into our, our rankings, and certainly when we start going week to week, Dan, the one thing that we always want to emphasize is we're looking to give you the best opportunity. Whether they do something with it is a whole other problem. But I can guarantee you targets on a weekly basis with Stephon Diggs, which is why he he's atop the board. When you were deciding number one, was it a two-player battle? Was it Adams and Diggs? Was it three with Tyreek Hill thrown in there? What was the ultimate decision, that the, the battle that had the decision of Diggs coming out to number one? How about ready? Uh, it's number four. And for those, we're, we're doing and recording the podcast Early on a Thursday, uh, before uh, it hits your your ears and sounds oh so good, uh, you've seen a lot of video. Uh, and if you haven't, uh, hit Twitter and search the surname Ridley, R-I-D-L-E-Y. And I've had this in stone for a while. Calvin Ridley's my number two. Mm. Even though you know I'm not the, yeah. the biggest Matt Ryan guy. But Julio Jones is gone, and Ridley is a monster that creates separation at every level. And some of the moves that you see in the joint practice with the Titans, uh, all these guys that have made some pretty big money, or I should say the Dolphins, uh, some pretty big money and, and just undressing guys left and right, uh, I, th- I think we'll uh, be in for a lot of that as the season goes forward. I really like Calvin Ridley as well in my uh, amateur rankings because I have not turned professional yet. I'm still saving it for the Olympics <laughs> in Paris in 2024. Nicely done. I have Diggs and Ridley actually at 3-4. And I, I, I don't know if it's maybe – I hope I'm not I, – I, I know I'm following the pack, Mike. I know I, I, it is the, – the, the, when you see rankings, you're seeing Tyreek Hill, you're seeing Devontae Adams. I just put Adams 1 for – I just couldn't find any – reason to not put him number one even they've got it green bay has a stretch this would be the only this would be the only knock against Devonte adams that i would have and where does adams come in three or four on your list he's number three number three yeah the only the only knock with adams is if you go into green bay's schedule and you're looking at things they they have a tough stretch between weeks 12 and 15 you have a late bye you have the Rams, so maybe there's a Jalen Ramsey matchup. You have the Bears, and then you're at Baltimore. That's the, that's their stretch. Rams by Bears, Ravens. 
that is the only drawback. And honestly, I'm not even worried about that as much. Um, just it's playoff time. A lot of teams have, you know, end of the regular season entering the playoffs, maybe in the first week of the playoffs. That would be the only downside. But then you would have Browns Vikings in week 16 and week 17. I, I like that. I just like the the enormous number of targets that he's going to get may not be in comparison to what Diggs got in Buffalo, but it is close enough and it's in more so than what Tyreek Hill has. And by all accounts, Aaron Rodgers has looked great in training camp. And so so to me, it seems like Green Bay maybe just doesn't miss that beat. Even even the center position in the offensive line seems pretty good for Green Bay. So that was just enough clarification and verification for me to keep Adams number one. I you know, at some point, I think something's going to happen with Tyreek Hill, but I just don't have enough guts enough to to drop him down. But I also had Diggs, Ridley, three and four. So our top four was actually the same. Yeah, I got Hill sitting at number four. And and for him, it's a regression. I, I would expect Edward Solaire, and we talked a lot about him last year, uh, to be a bigger factor here and wider distribution. That doesn't mean that the aggregate won't be the same. It's more just the consistency of for me and mm-hmm. Tyree kill is a guy that you'll have those explosive two or three games. So at the end of the year, if we're just doing best ball, then yeah, I think I'd still have him number one. Likewise, Devonte Adams. When you look at the touchdown count, I'm curious to see that distribution this year. Uh, Robert Tanyan, obviously a double digit guy last year. And remember Aaron Rodgers had 51 touchdowns combined the prior two seasons uh, before last year's sure. MVP breakout. So for me, it's trying to figure out where in between those numbers he falls or can he replicate? Is it it needed a little bit of a juice, you know, uh, conversation uh, with LaFleur for things to click? Or is there, you know, some regression to be had there? But with all all four of these guys, it works. And, and you know, just a, you brought up playoff weeks as we go. And it's something that you and I will talk about a lot, right? It's the tiebreaker scenario uh, as you laid out but for those that you know missed you know to get it a little more nuanced i guess just the idea of as much as i like to pay attention to them an epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with american express you breeze through the card member entrance stop by the lounge now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet this is gonna be good That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I got to get there. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking weeks one through 14 yeah. or 15 or whatever your league is using. Obviously, another week of games changes complexion a little bit. Uh, but we're, we're looking at the idea of, you know, we, we still need to traverse through the regular season. So that's more for me, you know, what my maybe my backup quarterback or some of the depth uh, and trying to vulture position-wise as, as we get deeper in the draft looking for opportunity. They say, if you love something, to set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. Here at LifeLock, we have to say, what a load of bull hockey. All those nights working overtime, saving up all that money, paying off all that debt, and now some identity thief wants to try and set it free? That's crazy talk. The truth is, it can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. But with LifeLock by Norton, it's easy to help protect yourself. We help monitor your info and alert you to potential identity threats. If you become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions. But everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com aware. That's lifelock.com slash aware for 25% off. Lifelock. Identity theft protection starts here. This next group of wide receivers, and don't worry, I'm not going to do my stupid uh, high-rise building. Uh, no, I loved thing. it. That was I. My guys at the draft were telling me how stupid it was. Well, they so can I, go I'm to hell. I'm glad that we ditched that after no, 20 minutes. I built but, out graphics. I was sending you a T-shirt. If you want more stupid ideas, though, continue to listen to this podcast because I will have them. In the in the next group, in the next tier of wide receivers, this is where it starts to get interesting for me because I think that there is a tier two and then there's a tier three. And then I actually think that it's just absolute chaos in the wide receiver position. I actually, in looking at this, Mike, I make rankings and I compare them to yours I am really high in this group on Justin Jefferson again. I don't have him at five, but I have him at six. And he is the name of, of the of the Hopkinses, of the Metcalfs, of the A.J. Browns, the uh, Terry McLaurins, of those guys. Justin Jefferson's name is just popping out to me for some reason. I don't know if it's because... I don't believe in a sophomore slump or maybe don't believe the Vikings are good. Maybe I believe that Kirk Cousins is going to be able to figure out whatever's going on with him. Or maybe it's just a simple fact of if I think, man, if 
if he did this well in his rookie season, what's going to happen in a normal NFL season when he's get, getting some traction? But of all the names in the tier twos, I love Justin Jefferson's name. I've got him sitting at number 10. Again, Ooh, the split between he and – No, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but again, you know, this is the tier, the – the level after we've climbed a couple of flights of stairs in the high-rise analogy. I'm not letting it die, Dan Byer. It's staying. Bury uh, that baby. <laughs> All right, I'll find it in the rubble anyway. Uh, he's, he's number 10 for me, and part of it is the cousin's quandary, right? Should he miss time, whatever. And you can't predict that, either for injury, illness, whatever else. But it's also the... All right, let's let's look at our expectations because we obviously expect another huge workload for Dalvin Cook and Zimmer a little bit on the hot seat. So I wonder if it it isn't dialed back a little so Cousins isn't taking yep. as many shots downfield, which has the high risk high reward situation. Uh but again, you know, it's it's that m- small differential because I'm not expecting huge grade differences between the players in this tier as you said I think it gets a a little muddled and then you're looking at breakout you know one week to another between the other uh, players once we get a little deeper on the wide receiver list at number five I had A.J. Brown looking for him you know I'm a big Tannehill believer and even though they have Derrick Henry at some point I believe there's got to be a little bit more of a shift. Not that you're going to change your play calling altogether, uh, but that you're not letting him carry the ball 30 times a game. Because eventually the, the body's got to gotta break down, and you don't want to hasten that when you've got a team, especially bringing Julio Jones in, that yeah. is, is set to, to do great things if you can keep guys on the field. I'll, I'll say the same thing as I said about the quarterbacks. I'm still I'm curious about the departure of Arthur Smith and how that affects sure. Tennessee. I, I mean, I have A.J. Brown in my, my top ten. He actually, I, I put him at number nine, but I'm just not as high as as uh, as you are on him. What is your five through ten when it comes to that? And and, and if that's not your entire second tier or, the, or your tier is smaller, you know, feel free to speak out. But who all is in that that rest of the top ten that we haven't hit yet? Yeah, Jefferson would be uh, the end of that tier for me, and then it starts getting into the, all right, let's fight a little bit. Uh, but uh, A.J. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, just that – Look, desperation comes yeah, in, right? I, I think. Agree. And with Arizona, they're going to need to score points. I don't care that they got J.J. Watt. They're still figuring out some of the other defensive pieces. But for Kyler Murray, uh, for Cliff Kingsbury, a huge year. Uh, I have Keenan Allen, number seven. Ooh, very high on Keenan I am a Keenan Herbert Allen. believer and the injury issues that Allen had had. Because remember, we had a couple of years where you felt really good about him coming into a year and you watched him play six games. Well, the injury stuff is in the rear view mirror now around the chargers they i'm still getting ready to go walk around with uh the sage brushes and anything else kyrie irving uh ever gave us in the nba to make sure the chargers can actually get through a season healthy because one we live in la could that be fun uh two we got folks that we work with that are are more pleasant when the chargers are winning but the the larger thing is i want to see what this team can maximize between Herbert and this wide receiving core, and it's not because I have a huge investment in Mike Williams. Uh, Number eight, I've got Allen Robinson. Top-notch receiver, and whether it's QB1, Andy Dalton, or eventually Justin Fields, you know, once they figure out the five guys up front, Mm -hmm. they're, they're using Jason Peters for crying out loud. Come on! 
desperation, uh, duct taping a 39-year-old man together. And I hope he does well. Fantastic career. Uh, for me, it's just a lot of curiosity, which is why uh, I, I sent, sent people a bunch of pictures of Joe Burrow saying, don't start Justin Fields. Look what happened. Uh, number nine is DK Metcalf and then Justin Jefferson. Okay, that, that, we we weren't exact. You're higher on Robinson than I am. The name that I had in the top than I am, not Ham. My mind may mm, be ham. on Ham, but uh, <laughs> right now we're going to try to focus on fantasy football. I had Terry McLaurin in my top ten. He is just outside for me. By the way, I do have a nice pork shoulder smoking while you and I mm, uh, record the podcast. Delicious. Uh, yeah, nice and seasoned, uh, wrapped beautifully. And by the uh, set it and forget it, buddy. By the way, restaurants. When you're telling me that you have uh, like pork belly burn ends. They're not the same as brisket burn ends. Sorry, don't sure. try it. It's it's don't order it at a restaurant. It's the biggest rip off. You just come away disappointed. Burn ends are burn ends. Don't it it, it it comes from the cow, not from the pig. That's what I want. The uh, the rankings, Mike. <laughs> back to that. Yeah, I have Evans I had, eleven and McLaurin twelve. I had I had pork belly burn ends at a place. I won't say the name. But thinking like, okay, maybe this will be good enough. And they they, they stunk. They weren't even close to Terrible. what their normal burn ends were. And listen, you, you can't, you just can't replicate what a, what real burn ends are. And that's from beef, not from pork. A little bit more. And I'm actually higher on, on the Vikings receivers as a whole as maybe others. But we didn't have anybody different in our top 11. And that's kind of the the theme of all of this is there may be in different spots and maybe you got somebody up, you know, a couple of slots higher or a couple of slots lower. But really the top 11 wide receivers are my top. Your top 11 are my top 11 are someone else's top 11. It's what happens after that that is that is pure chaos. And, and that's let, let's spend some time on that as, as we kind of really try to dig into this wide receiver position. There are some names that stand out, and there is a there is a a name that I think is standing out more so than not, and it's because of the uniform that he wears, but it's also because of the offense that he's in, and it's because of the potential. What about C.D. Lamb and the Dallas Cowboys? Because sitting at this number is thirteen for me, Dan. Yeah, that's it, they're a perfect perfect segue because that is the name that I think is most talked about in fantasy drafts on where do you get this guy, where does he go, and what could he do in Dallas? Well, and, and that's the, the big, you know, billion-dollar question, and we tried to talk through it as best the information that we had during the quarterback episode that folks should be downloading and subscribing and evangelizing to all their friends and neighbors, uh, is what is Dak Prescott, and what are your expectations of him? Because I had him ranked pretty low on a relative basis you know, with the information that we had. You know, some folks had him in the top five. I think I had him eighth or ninth, as I'm recalling. And even then, I was trepidatious as to, you know, where that is, right, mm-hmm. as, as to whether that's too high because you just don't know. You're not going to see him in the preseason. And do you trust the guys that are there? No, Andy Dalton's not there. As much as folks may have mocked him, he's a capable quarterback. Is he an elite quarterback? No. He's a guy fighting for his NFL life, fighting to fend off Justin Fields, but you knew what you had. When you're looking at Gilbert and or Danucci, barring the arrival of some random veteran to be named later, look at what happens to that offense. You saw what happened to it a year ago. 
right? It, it, even with Dalton, you saw a little little bit of regression going on, and certainly from the overall point total. But now you have no confidence if Prescott can't go and misses extended time. So as I put Lamb in and then started looking at Amari Cooper, who isn't far behind him, I've got him at 16, but both of them have giant asterisks and are blinking at me like a warning signal. Hmm. That is interesting because when we wrap up the episode, there may be a Mortal Kombat uh, battle that you just ended up answering. Sweet. Who is the rest of your top 15 wide receiver-wise? Evans, McLaurin, Lamb, Thielen, Julio Jones. Mm, Interesting. Very interesting because we had one guy in the same. Okay. That's what I mean by all of this. Like, there are guys that are just, I don't, I, Mike, you and I, we did our season ending episode last year, and we talked about Mike Evans and the game, you know, the, the game line of game lines for Mike Evans. I can't trust any Buccaneers wide receiver. I can, I can feel that. Sure. Even when Antonio Brown is punching uh, Titans in practice, I still like, you can maybe count on that, but I can't count on the numbers. And, just because I don't think, again, that the Buccaneers' goal is to set a bunch of records offensively. We know they're a defensive team. Their goal is to win a Super Bowl. And to see Mike Evans and to see games where he got four targets and two targets and four targets and two targets and two targets, it's just – it's tough for me to – it's tough for me to believe it. I, I, I don't have Evans or Godwin, or even Antonio Brown in my top 15, just because I can't trust any Buccaneers wide receiver. You know what's funny? Uh, as you break that down, Dan, it's it's to me, it's as we're doing this, we're, we're looking at season-long rankings. On a week-to-week basis, I would guarantee Mike Evans is probably going to be much lower once sure. we're actually in season. But the aggregate gets yeah. him to this point, I guess, is as I looked at it and, you know, think about targets and red zone targets. And, uh, you know, it, it obviously – uh, just pretends, and the thinking is that you're going to get some level of consistency from Tom Brady to match the last year. I don't expect 40 touchdowns, but I don't expect the decided drop-off either. But to that point, the distribution on a week-to-week basis is going to be maddening. So give me, give me that, give me that uh, 11 through 15 again. Evans, McLaurin, who you had top 10. Yep. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Adam Thielen. Julio Jones. Thielen is the guy that I think you can get really good value. And I did a draft this past weekend and I kicked myself for not drafting him because it's the one pick that I, that I regret. And I think if you look at Thielen's stats, you go, man, this guy is touchdown dependent. I think now though, that, that that, I think defense has changed because now they figure out, okay, we got to worry about Dalvin cook and we got to worry about Justin Jefferson. And I'm not sure on how much Justin Jefferson I, I know he caught defenses off guard by his performance, but now if you've got time and you kind of realize who they are, I I, I like Thielen's value. I, I really I, I I'm there with you. Like I he's a guy that I have that I've higher up than I think I've seen in other rankings, and you've put him higher than I've seen him in other places as well. Don't be down on Adam Thielen uh, just because last year's maybe yardage numbers weren't all, uh, you know off the charts. Yeah, still looking for solid. Uh, target counts from him on a, on a week-to-week basis. Again, the Kirk Cousins, w- folks love him or don't, 
regardless of his vaccine statuses mm-hmm. and, and comments and whatever. He's been a polarizing guy going back years. But for me, Thielen, you know, I probably overpaid for him in that auction league, but there's very few receivers that have the the length, the longevity of, all right, I get consistent production. And even if there's a little bit of a dip, I don't see him falling through the floor. So putting him in the top 15 was not a hard choice. Well, if, if you're one of those guys who went running backs, quarterbacks, got all your guys, would you take a flyer on Michael Thomas? Yeah, once uh, I'm looking at him as probably a high-end number three, right, if I've solidified the rest of the squad. Yeah. And, and I've seen him drafted all over the place thus far, Dan, in, in those that I've, I've conducted because you've got folks hoping that the back end – Right, the second half of the year saying, All right, if he performs as a top fifteen then I I win out, right? That, you know, I can get by Mm -hmm. cobbling together WR threes and fours, uh, while waiting on him to come back. So I've seen him uh teams reach for him a little bit just hoping that the recovery and that he and Sean Payton make nice. They're also making big bets on Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Which I don't know that I'm on board trying to figure that out right outside of a third or fourth wide receiver that are a plug and play because let's face it most leagues at this point are two running backs two wide receivers and a flex so i don't know that you know most weeks the other wide receivers that are part of the saints run are getting in other than injury and buy if if you're willing to take a chance on mike williams or mike thomas you should be willing to take a chance on michael Thomas. oh yeah no oh yeah there's Certainly that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Williams with his own injury history, certainly, sure. as well it, as trying to figure out the target distribution. Yeah, and by the way, I'm not saying they're going to be drafted in the same spot. I'm just saying for the the thinking, like if you're a guy who's like, all right, I've, I, I haven't drafted any wide receivers, I think that Michael Thomas would be a guy worthy of it. All right, I'm going to throw out, I'm going to throw out a name that I love, Mike, and yeah. a name that I that I don't like. Sure, I love Robbie Anderson with Carolina. And I love Robbie Anderson. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think it's the dots that everybody's connected is because of being reunited with Sam Darnold. And this is off of Robbie Anderson having a really good year for Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback. I know he had DJ Moore dinged up a bit in camp, and I don't think it's anything to worry about long term. The biggest worry would probably be the return of Christian McCaffrey. However, I, I just... I like Robbie Anderson this year. I don't I I don't know if he can replicate what he did a year ago, but I think he's actually got a really good chance at at least matching the numbers that he had in Carolina, especially with Curtis Samuel gone. I like that. It's just, he's just outside of my top 20. DJ Moore did find his way in there. And okay. on a sleeper list that I had to submit for an event I'm doing, Sam Darnold was number 2. So while I'm not, perhaps uh, our colleague Colin Cowherd has them as a 12 and five. It seems like he's backtracking based on uh, preseason, but uh, he, he had some excitement. And, and I'm not all in on Darnold, but I think the offense is intriguing, and I think Anderson's the guy that could make things work. So I've got him sitting at number 22 right now. DJ Moore sitting at 18. All right, one other name, total boomer bust guy, and I actually think it's bust with how we play fantasy. On the aggregate, it looks great, as you said, with someone like Mike Williams. Tyler Lockett in Seattle worries me a little bit just because he had six games last year where he received five or less targets. And one of the games that he had last year, 
20 targets. I think that was the, the highest of anybody in the National Football League last year in a game. He had 20 targets in a game, but there were six occasions where he had five or less targets. And I just don't want to be in the, I'm guessing on which week Tyler Lockett blows up if I'm putting him in my lineup. That's what worries me about Tyler Lockett. Well, and you get into the whole yardage conversation with him because he's not a, hey, I busted out for 120 in most of those games either, right? Usually he's in that, you know, if you looked at air yards per throw, it's in that 6 to 12 range. Uh, and and Yak, uh, as we know, varies greatly. So, uh, yeah, he's a guy that I've got outside of the the top 24, comes in uh, high-end three for me. Uh, again, going to the aggregate. But let me give you a couple names down, down the list a little bit. All right. And, and one of the uh, popular sleepers for popular people, ninjas as we call them here, uh, Darnell Mooney of the Bears. Uh, 50-plus receptions a year ago, but he's a guy with Dalton doing a lot of work. And even, you know, some of the the veterans pointing Mm -hmm. out, yeah, this guy's made some strides. But if, when Justin Fields is in there and he starts letting it fly, Mooney's the guy that's going to be running under it. So in your – depending on your setup – because some of the, some leagues, if you don't pass sixty yards and or a touchdown, you get a big fat zero. Mooney's going to be one of those guys that has some value uh, in situations like that. The other going back to uh, the New York area, and again, health is going to be a question mark. Uh, but looking at Elijah Moore of the Jets might be thrust into a level of prominence right away. So as a WR four option, look because they're going to be down. They've already got a bunch of injuries hitting their defense. And Zach Wilson, we may not know a lot about him, but we know he's got a big arm and a live arm. And I think, you know, rookie coming in, extra reps with him on the practice field could be a big opportunity late in a draft. I uh, will will just say this. I jumped on Rondell Moore in, like, the last round of my draft. I do. I dig that, yeah. For for just the simple fact of – I have no idea how it's going to work out. I have no idea on if what we saw in the preseason opener is going to translate to the regular season. It's just the fact, Mike, that I think that he could be a guy. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts that whets a lot of appetites mm-hmm. and I'd rather just take them. I ended up taking them. I believe it was second to last pick in the draft had a wide receiver spot open. So ended up jumping on Rondale Moore. I'm not saying that he's a guy that you would want to play, but when you're at the end of the draft, there could be a name. If you're looking to add someone that could have a little bit more value than, uh, than maybe that, you know, taking that place kicker uh, in the second, in the last round, instead of the second to last, maybe you want to take Rondale Moore just in case. Yeah. Just getting back to, you know, the draft philosophy, right? Depending on the level of bench spots that you have. Yeah. And league to league, I mean, it varies greatly. I mean, a couple of leagues where you've only got two or three to try to promote waiver wire activity, i.e., everybody's got to cough up a buck for an addition and make some hard roster moves. Some of these leagues have huge rosters and huge number of teams. So you start whittling down viable players a bit more. But, but yeah, the wide receivers on teams where you're expecting a lot of passing, yeah. right? I mean, obvious that, that sounds obvious, but, you know, instead of adding that extra running back who may never see you down, you know those young wide receivers at some point will be thrust into the spotlight, particularly on bad teams where all they're doing is throwing on every down. You know, it's, we've got plenty of those it, each year. Yeah, we you know, we put DeAndre Hopkins up high in the rankings for the same reason that I say take a flyer on Rondell. Absolutely. Moore. Absolutely. So. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea. Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! <laughs> Get Thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses, additional restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. The, before I get your final thoughts on the wide receiver position, let's do our Mortal Kombat showdowns. Let's get it. One of them you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but it is the Battle of the Star, Amari Cooper versus C.D. Lamb. If it comes down to those two, who do you take? You give me C.D. Lamb. I like uh, Amari Cooper. I think better than the reputation has been. I think, you know, he's one of those guys that kind of got caught in the crossfire of hot take nonsense in our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll look at C.D. Lamb as the the more explosive downfield option, assuming Dak Prescott is right. <laughs> what about uh, Adam Thielen versus Cooper Cup? Ooh, if you know PPR league, PPR dependent, you know you you may take a look at, at Cooper Cup, but I think you're going to have bigger distribution because uh, I do have Robert Woods cracking the top twenty 
uh, in, in my rankings as well. So look with no Cam Akers, be curious to see how much Daryl Henderson and company are able to keep the line moving. Maybe you know you, you look at a little Xavier Jones to to you know add a little preview of the running back position. Uh, but for me, I'll, I'll take Thielen uh, by a hair. But I, it, it's not that 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 disparate this time around. It's not that I, I dislike the Rams wide receivers. I just think that they're going too high. I think that Woods is going too high. I think Cup is going too high, especially when you don't know which one. And you've got other actually guys there as well that could that could uh, you know take up some take up some of the room. I just I'm not letting I, you do your Matt Stafford slander here, Dan Byer. <laughs> no, I'm it's just not kidding. slander. <laughs> I just I I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think Matthew Stafford is going to throw. For five thousand yards, I agree. Be- I, between the defense and some combination of those running running backs, there, I don't, I don't think it's yeah. Detroit and winging it around. Yeah, and you know, Van Jefferson is there as well. That could, you know, get some action. I just, I'm not. I, I just, I don't, I don't think that Woods and Cup should be going as high as they're going. All right, how about this, Dandy? Are you ready for this? Let's go. Battle of former first rounders. Will Fuller in a Dolphins uniform now, and the aforementioned Mike Williams. Mike Williams, more likely to play more games. Sure. We know Fuller's already out for one because of his suspension to open up the season. And, and I'll trust of, Herbert over Tua. Yeah, Sorry, and there are a lot of like mouths to feed in Miami now. I mean, you used a first-round pick on Jalen Waddell. You have Devontae Parker still there. There's, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot to Gesicki. go. Yeah, Gesicki, a- a- absolutely. I actually am with you with that. Battle of the Juniors, DJ Chark Jr. or Odell Beckham Jr.? Oh, I hate you. Uh, I'm going to go Odell Beckham Jr. on the mm-hmm. potential that he has WR1 potential. Mm-hmm. Whereas DJ Chark, I think he's going to have a couple of, you know, top 12 games. But overall, he's a back end two, I think, when we look at the aggregate. Because like you say, with Miami, Jacksonville's got a lot of mouths to feed. Finally, in our triple threat match, Chase Claypool against Deontay Johnson, against Juju Smith-Schuster. Who comes out on top? Deontay Johnson for me. At times, myopic was uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Claypool was the touchdown guy, but I think that's an aberration. I don't think that holds up. I think you see more split on that, and Deontay Johnson's going to be your target leader. Yeah, especially in a PPR league, Johnson would be the way to go. I will say this about Claypool. After the final 10 games of, of last season or over that span, he did average about eight and a half targets per game. Sure. He had games earlier where he got two, where he got one. Then he had that huge game against Philadelphia where he burst on the scene. I know the inconsistent production was there, but the targets were at least there. And you're also talking to a guy, Mike, that drafted Chase Claypool. So, of there course, go. I'm going You've to look the on the deep dive. I am going to look on the bright side of things. All right. Your final thoughts, Mike Harmon, on the wide receiver position and what do people know as they enter their draft? Well, year? as we talked about, I mean, we, we were dead on just reordering the top 11. And then once you get to tier three, it starts to become a dissection of target counts, expectations for teams, and really more a holistic team team approach, mm-hmm. right, of looking, all right, how good is their defense? Are they going to lean on the run game a little bit more? Do you trust their quarterback, whether it be health 
or just performance on a year-to-year basis, week-to-week basis? What's the schedule look like? Uh, starts to come in a little bit, a little less for the wide receivers. But again, owing back, it, it's all dependent on the quarterback making things happen. So I, I think, you know, this one requires a little more research and a little more dialed down approach to go through those tiers, but the separation won't be as large. So I think you can make more mistakes here without it costing you horribly as evidence that your differential say between your wide receiver number 12 and wide receiver 24 is about two and a half points per game. So it adds up, but on a week-to-week mm-hmm. basis, uh, isn't going to be the thing that does you in. Looking, just even looking at at, at numbers and, and taking guesses, and, and there's there's that span that you talk about. There are names that are going to be in the mid forties that you could actually talk yourself into, maybe even more so than some of the guys in the mid twenties. That's that's the wide receiver position. There, there, it's also interesting, Mike, as as we wrap this up, is to see a place like San Francisco where Brandon Ayuk's getting a lot of love, but sure. then you got to say, all right, is Debo Samuel healthy? George Kittle healthy? Who's going to be the quarterback there? Cincinnati's got three wide receivers, and yeah, Jamar Chase is a first-round pick, a high first-round pick, but T. Higgins seemed to have some rapport with Joe Burrow last year. We know Tyler Boyd's been there, so now you're picking within three guys that are on one team, kind of like you did with the Steelers, and yeah, there are going to be some tough decisions to make when it comes to draft time. Yeah, just to use last or the last couple of years' data uh, to, to kind of punctuate the point, uh, between wide receiver 12 and wide receiver 36, it's about 3.3 points per game rounding. So, you know, on a week-to-week basis, you know, that, that's what we're talking about. Boom-bust potential and trying to figure out consistency. And all you can get promised is targets along the way. What they do with them uh, will be here for the glory and the agony throughout the season. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. It's been fun. Next week, we'll, uh, we'll chop up the running backs. How about that, Mike? Locked and loaded. We'll go 80 deep. For Mike Harmon, I'm Dan Byer. This has been another award-winning episode of I Want Your Flex. Talk to you next week. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.